Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Let's give it up for the worship team again as they leave. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, we'll be in another time of worship soon. Um, But we're talking about hearing God. And uh, if you've joined us today online or in the room, hey, let me encourage you, if you're online, you need to be in the room. There is something going on. Who's enjoying being able to sing? Yeah, just me. Are you guys a bit apprehensive because the person singing next to you is not good? Is that why you're like, ah, I wish we were back to not singing? Hey, but we're also not having to register for a service. How good's that? Yep. So it sounds like people were registering for these. In the morning at 9am, I asked who registered for a service and I think like 10 people put their hands up. So they were all sneaking in. Those older, gen- that older generations just like really just sneaking through the back door into church. It is amazing. They're fire and they're on fire for God. So, hey, welcome to uh, week two of Hearing from God. My name is Prashan. As Pastor Miles said, my wife and I, we lead our young adults here at Elevation Hills with a nine-month-old baby who I'm not sure is saved yet. He hasn't told me, but we're praying for him. And I hope you guys can join as we pray for his salvation. But hey, hearing from God, what a topic to, to start And if you've joined us, welcome to week two. Week one was amazing. We have a podcast out which you can refresh yourself. I encourage you, subscribe to that. Pastor Miles spoke on the six ways that we can hear from God. The six ways. I'm sure you guys all remember it, but go back and refresh your mind because today we're going to talk about how we can hear from God and how we can accept a posture of hearing from God. Does that sound good? Great. Hey, if you have your Bible with you, turn to John 8.47. We're going to get stuck into it with the Word of God. Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. Some of you guys are reading that and listening and saying, oh, why did I roll out of bed this morning? Like, like that is a, that's a hard verse to swallow. Hey, but we're going to unpack that and, and keep going. But let's pray. Father, we thank You so much that Your Spirit is revealing to us already the words that will be spoken today. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. We cannot do this without you. We cannot read your scripture without you revealing it to us. So God, I pray that as we hear every word that comes from my my mouth, you will help me to deliver this uh, word well so that it sits and resonates in people's spirits so that they can go leave this building and change the world for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, we all said, Amen, amen. Hey, what have you have you ever read a verse like that? Can we put that back on the screen? Have you ever read a verse like that and thought, why don't I hear God? Why don't I hear God's voice? Because we can read that in black and white and it seems quite straightforward. Whoever is of God hears his voice. But see, the truth is we live in a world where everything is trying to speak to us. You know, everything, everything is trying to tell us uh, what to do or who to be or what to look like. So when it comes to hearing God's voice, we often project what we're hearing in the world onto God and we think that He should act the same, right? If you're, if you're a believer with me today, and I'm guilty of this, we generally go to God when we need Him to speak first. Like we might have an application for a job or we need healing, which I love. This morning was powerful. If you need healing in your body today, if you're online, I believe that the Spirit of God can touch you online. But we're going to pray for healing. But why is it as Christians, we often only go to God 
when we need something. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that's just our human nature, right? And I'm saying that God will provide those things. He loves giving us answers. He loves giving us miracles and loves giving us direction. But I think the question should start being, or should stop being from whether God is speaking or not to are we able to listen? Like, have we lost the art and do we have to relearn the art of listening to God? Because Pastor Miles spoke last week saying, God doesn't only want to speak to you, He wants to speak through you. Right? The Word of God is not just for you. It's to change our world. It's, it's to outwork the kingdom of God. It's to outwork the will of the Father, both in our lives, but also on this planet. So when it seems as though we can't hear His voice, we need to question, is God speaking? Because He's always speaking. Or are we just not able to listen? Have we lost the art and do we need to relearn the art of listening? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. And I'm not here to tell you that, you know, if you're not hearing the word of God today, that you are not of God. That's actually an incorrect interpretation of this verse. What I'm trying to suggest is there's more to this verse that actually shows me that as believers, we actually do hear from God. We actually do hear more than what we think. You know, the word hear in this scripture, in the original language, is a coup. A coup. Everyone say a coup. Bless you. And it's the root word of the tomb. So I said that this morning and someone was like, the dad jokes have already started. I'm embracing it. That word coup, it's the root word of the term that we know in English as acoustics. Acoustics. But Jesus is using it in this verse saying, whoever is of God hears the words of God in a way that's more than just the physical aspect of hearing, but the spiritual sense of hearing. Like, isn't it interesting that the physical act of hearing was given to us. You know, the five senses in our body, um, I'm not going to list them because I'll probably forget one, but they're all given to us to enjoy each other's presence and to enjoy the world that's created for us. And, and, and it's a complex sequence to actually hear, right? So you guys are hearing random noises that are coming out of my mouth right now into this microphone and out of the speakers, yet your brain is able to understand these. In a matter of less than a second, there are actually five steps that your ears and your brain connect, are connecting in to understand what I'm saying. I'm going to take you back to year eight science, right? You were sitting next to your high school sweetheart, who, who hopefully you're still sitting next to today, amen? And, um, and, and the teacher puts up a, a diagram on the screen, and it's a diagram of an ear, right? So this is our ear. Now, there are five stages between hearing sound and interpreting it as words, which are, I'm going to run through them. So the first one is the sound is transmitted through the air as sound waves, right? These are actually gathered by the outer ear and go down the ear canal to the eardrum. It then goes to number two, where the sound waves cause the eardrum to vibrate, which then sets three tiny bones in our ear into motion. Number three, the motion of these three bones causes the fluid in the inner ear or the cochlea, to move. At number four, the movement of that fluid causes the hair cells in the cochlea to bend. And these hair cells actually change the movement into electrical impulses. At number five, these electrical impulses are then transmitted to the hearing nerve in our brain, which identify that there's a sound. 
Now, at number six in our brain, our brain picks up on this sound and connects it through neural pathways to something that we've heard before or a word that we've learnt. So what I'm saying is actually just random noises, but your brain has heard these words I've said before and it's picking it up in your ears and translating it in your mind to understand what I'm saying. Isn't that amazing that we have all this happening in our, in our body right now? That's the gift of God, right? But what's even more amazing is, yes, we were created for physical hearing so that we could live in the physical world. But Jesus is saying in John, we were also created for spiritual hearing so we could live in this spiritual world. Right, And I want to suggest that hearing God is very similar to us hearing this right now, that your, your ears are picking up on sounds and interpreting them in your mind. And, and hearing God in the Spirit is your spiritual sense of hearing, as Jesus says, a coup, where your spiritual ears pick up on the voice of God and they connect to the mind that's being transformed to become more like Christ. You know, the Bible says transforming of the mind so that we can test and determine the voice of God that we hear in our spirit to the mind of God and the words of God in our brain. Everyone keeping up right now? That's a science lesson for year eight. So it's actually an amazing phenomenon. And, and, and coming back to Jesus' statement in the book of John, we're called to a coup. The thing about that, the kicker, is that even before we hear the voice of God, the first step to, to hearing God is actually having a mind that already knows the words of God. Having a mind that already knows and can identify the voice of God. We're going to go to 1 Samuel 3. If you've been in church before, you, you may have heard this account and you may understand this account. But if you haven't, here's an account of Samuel, who's a large prophet in the Old Testament, not being able to identify the voice of God. And it starts saying, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. Now one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and he said, Here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. At this point, if I was Eli, I would have locked the door, right? I'm like, this kid is, he's hearing things. I'm just going to, I want my deep sleep. Not that rapid eye movement. Anyways, verse 7 and if you have your Bible with you, underline this verse in your Bible because it's something that jumps out. It says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. So a third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. You can hear the frustration in his voice almost. Then Eli realised that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls... Say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went down and lay in his place. The Lord came and stood there. How incredible is that picture? The Lord came and he stood there calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. 
Then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. We can read this account and and see that the first key to hearing the voice of God is actually being able to know and identify what the voice of God sounds like, right? So it's even though the Bible says that Samuel ministered before the Lord, verse 7 says that he did not know the Lord. Verse 7 says that he still hadn't had the Word of the Lord revealed to him. Isn't that interesting that we can minister before the Lord and not know the Lord? Like Samuel's relationship to God at this point lacked a critical part of a relationship, which was intimacy. He didn't have the intimacy. He knew of God, but he did not know God. You know, uh, it reminded me as I read this of the first four weeks uh, when we had our son Avery. And um, I was really, you know, graced to have an external parental leave. So I could spend four weeks with my son, 24 hours, seven days a week, being there, you know, trying to help my wife out, um, trying to, you know, console him when he was crying, putting him down, trying to feed him with a bottle, obviously. And um, what I noticed was he would slowly start to come to know my voice. Like he would know that dad's in the room, it's going to be okay. But what I also noticed is that when I went back to work and my distance grew and the time I spent with him also grew, I noticed that he just didn't respond the same anymore. Like I couldn't just pick him up and put him right back down. Like he would actually get more aggravated. I couldn't just soothe him or I couldn't just feed him without him kind of like kicking away. I actually came to Paige and I said, I don't know if he still likes me anymore. Like, does he know who I am? Like he's only a couple of weeks, but does he know who I am? Because what I found was the more time I spent with Avery, the more he actually knew me and could identify who I was, right? And, And the more time we spend in the Word of God, the more we know Him. And the more we know Him, the more we can identify when the voice of God speaks to us. So God doesn't want us to just know of Him. He wants us to really know Him. And the amazing thing is, God has already given us a whole book full of the words He's spoken, have been inspired by Him and influenced by Him so that we can know Him and read the book and know the heart and the character and the nature of God. So when God's still small voice speaks to us, we can go back to the Word of God and say, has God said that? Then it's most likely to be God, right? Knowing God and hearing from God has actually been given to us in the form of a Bible in the Holy Scripture, So the fundamental step towards hearing God is actually knowing Him through the words that He's already spoken to us. You know, when we really know God, when we know Him, and when we really know Him, Paul says that we start walking in step with the Spirit. You know, the Word of God transforms our life so much so that we can't actually walk our own life without the help of God. And it reminded me of a three-legged race, right? Like, you guys remember three-legged races? Yeah, yeah, some of you guys are like, I just ran one yesterday with my child. And I remember my first three-legged race, I've actually got a trophy to prove it. I should have brought this trophy in because it's a great trophy. Um, My mum loves that one. And um, I remember watching everyone who was running it before us in the heats. Don't worry about the heats, you know, we're all about the gold. So I remember watching them and going, this is a three-legged race, but it looks like everyone's got three left feet. Like people were falling over, people were getting dragged by someone who was trying to go too quick for the other person. Like there was just mayhem. And I remember meeting with my partner, I never met before, but I was like, we're going to win this. So I'm going to pre-brief you. I'm going to like pre-game brief you. We're going to win this. So what we're going to do 
is I'm going to count, right? I'm going to say one and two. On one, the legs that are connected are going to take a step forward. On two, our opposite legs will take a step forward, right? So we were getting in a rhythm. We were going to get synchronised. We were going to walk together because we just saw that they couldn't do it apart, right? It's safe to say we won that race. We were called the Usain Bolts. We were called, you, can, you can make some noise for that. Underrate champion of the, uh, <laughs> the three-legged race. But isn't it interesting that when Paul talks about walking in step with the Spirit, it's a very similar thing. Like we can't walk without the Spirit without being close to the Spirit. And when we're close to the Spirit, where He walks, we walk. Where He leads, we lead. Uh, we're led to. And when He speaks, as in hearing from God, we listen. And it's because the truth is, the intimacy that we find being in step with the Spirit is, is in that is where the key, when Jesus talks about hearing the words of God, that's where we find the key because the truth is we can physically hear a scripture today. Like you can come into church today and hear a scripture and still leave unchanged. You can hear a scripture that I preach and still leave leaving the same as you came. If you're not a believer today, you can be watching along or you could be in this building being like, what is this guy talking about? Like, this is not a TED Talk. I was told there was like food and a TED Talk here at church. This guy is crazy. You can leave hearing what I'm saying and still leave unchanged. Because the truth of the matter is when Jesus is talking about a coup, hearing, he's talking about what is your spirit sensing? Like, what is the Spirit of God telling you through your spiritual ears so that you can hear the Spirit of God unpack and reveal what the, what the Word of God says. Right? So the Spirit of God, when it collides to the Word of God, that's where we hear the words of God. So the second step in hearing God is cleaning out your spiritual ears so that you can hear. Turn to the person next to you and say, clean out your ears. You might need to say it again because they actually might have stuff in their ears right now. So just say it a bit louder. Clean out your ears. <laughs> See, so many of us have spiritual ears that are full of earwax that stop us from hearing God's voice. Right? So we want to hear God's voice, but we don't want to spend that much time with Him. We want to hear God's voice, but Netflix sounds a little bit better right now. It's been a big week. Like we want to hear God's voice, but only when we really need it the most. Only when we need it. See, we need to clean our spiritual ears out. We need to get rid of all the junk in our life that's blocking our connection with God so that our spirit can be turned and postured towards the Holy Spirit so that He can then speak and whisper to us where we need to go and what we need to do. You know, Jesus talks about it in John 16, 13. He says, When the Spirit of truth comes... He will guide you into all the truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He speak, uh, He hears, He will speak. And He will declare to you the things that are to come. See, scholars say that the Holy Spirit, while He's a part of the Trinity, scholars say that the role of the Holy Spirit was actually to be in submission of the Father's will. So the role of the Holy Spirit that works in our life is actually to translate what God the Father, the creator of the universe, is saying to us and about us, to us, because He lives inside of us, right? We believe that the Holy Spirit resides inside of us when we make that decision to make Jesus our Lord and Saviour. Isn't that amazing? Like that the creator of the universe, 
the creator of what we see now, the creator of those things that are happening in our ears to let you hear this right now, is speaking and the Spirit is hearing from Him and then speaking to us. Like what an amazing thought that through Jesus and through the Holy Spirit, we have an eternal connection, a conversation that we can continue to have, hearing from God, speaking to God, hearing from God, speaking to God. Like this is why we need to clean our spiritual ears out so that we can hear the Spirit's whisper. Because uh, so often we, we, we make our life, we make the busyness of life. Like I know Pastor Miles and my wife, my wife's from Coffs Harbour, Pastor Miles is from the Tweed Coast. Like that's God's country, right? And so often, you know, the busyness of life when we're in Sydney and it's grind and, you know, it's, it's coming home from work and getting things ready for the next day and there's no sleep and there's no, you know, it's just, it's a grind. So often we let our own lives be the excuse to not hear from the voice of God. It reminds me of a time when Elijah in the Bible, he's hiding in a cave because he feels he's going to be put to death by a queen. And this is after Elijah calls fire down from heaven. Yet a queen says, because you have done this, I am going to try and kill you. Now Elijah's on the run and he's in a cave and God speaks to him and he says, Elijah, I want you to come out to the face of the cave because I'm going to pass by and I want to speak to you. And that's probably a word for someone right now, that you feel like you're in a cave, you feel like you're hiding from something, you feel like you're running from something. God's calling you to the face of the cave because he's passing by your life and he wants to speak to you. But the Bible says that Elijah, he hears a gust of wind. But the Lord was not, thank you, you like those special effects? You like that? (laughs) But the Lord was not in the wind. The Bible says that there was an earthquake. I can't do that one. And the rocks in the cave, (laughs) and the rocks in the cave were moved by this earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. The Bible says that there was a rushing fire that came across the face of the cave. You know, Elijah would have felt the heat, but the Lord was not in the fire. And then it goes on to say, there was a low whisper. And Elijah knew that the Lord was speaking. I want to challenge some people here today. What if God does not want to shout louder to you so that you can hear, but He wants you to draw closer to Him so you can hear His whisper. What if God doesn't want to shout through the noise of your life to he- so that you can hear Him, but He wants you to draw closer to Him so that he could hear, you could hear His whisper? Because God can move through the flash of light that blinded Saul. God can move through the voice that parted the heavens and spoke to His Son Jesus as He rose from from the waters. God can move through the burning bush that spoke to Moses. But what if the miracle is more about the miracle maker and less about the miracle? God doesn't want to provide a miracle for a miracle's sake. He wants an intimate relationship with us. He wants a proximity He wants a closeness so that we can hear the whispers every single day. You know, when Paige and I were engaged, we were engaged long distance, which for me was a big thing because I've done eight months of legwork to get in her world so that she would look at me, let alone date me. (laughs) And we dated for about a year and then I felt God was calling me back to Sydney. 
So she stayed in Coffs Harbour. She studied. I went to Sydney to work. And what we found was, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a calling person. I'm a texter. Hands up for those who call. Okay, yeah, so it looks like everyone else is a texter. That's great. Um, but she knew that for us to make this relationship work, we would have to call every single day. Like it was like a covenant. Like it was a pact. It was like, we need to do this. And for me, I knew that was love because I'm like, I wouldn't do this for anyone else. But yes, I'll call you. What we found was the intimacy that we'd built in the year of spending time together in the same place was not able to be replicated in our next season apart. Like we found that our conversations got shorter. We found that our conversations got shallower. We found that we just didn't want to spend time on the phone if we had other things on. We actually had to come to a place where we talked about it and said, we need to make the most of the everyday moments that we get to spend with each other. Whether that's seeing each other, whether that's FaceTime each other, whether that's sending a message to it. We need to make the most of it because the intimacy is starting to dissolve. How often is that like our relationship with God, that when we're distant, our conversations with Him get shorter. Our conversations with Him get shallower our conversations start dropping off because there's other things that take up the time in our world. Let me encourage you, instead of seeking that big voice from heaven telling you what to do, draw close to Him. He wants that intimacy again. He wants to reconnect on a deeper and daily level. You know, it's in the everyday moments that God wants to speak to you and through you. You know, ministry is in the mundane. It's in the everyday moments. It's in that small voice inside you that says, I want you to step out today and pray for someone. It's in that small voice inside of you that says, today I want you to just give and give abundantly so that everyone else around you can get blessed. It's in that small voice that if we miss, we can miss completely that's saying, hey, I just want you to share what Jesus has done in your life to that person because they need it right now. That is hearing the voice of God. And we need to clean our spiritual ears and know the words of God so when the Spirit speaks in a whisper, we can pick that up and run with it. Right? Because as believers, when we hear from God, we only have one response. And it's to obey His voice. You know, the voice of God and the words of God are for us, but they should move us. Because we're not called to just sit in our own comfort. We're not called to sit in, you know, what's God saying to me? He's speaking to us so that we can be encouraging uh, encouragements to others. He's speaking to us so we can create the Kingdom of God again on, on, on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. So we need to think, and it reminds me of a time when Jesus calls Peter out of his boat. You know, Jesus is walking across the water and Peter's like, how, how are you doing that, Jesus? In Matthew 14, 28, he says, Jesus says, this is you. Tell me to come out onto the water. Tell me to step out. And how many times have we had conversations with God about that? God, if this is you, prove it. If this is you, tell me to come out and take a step out of faith. And Jesus says one word. He says, come. See, Peter didn't look at the waves and the water and and think that that was going to hold him up. He trusted the Word of God. It wasn't the water that held him up. It was Jesus' words. Sometimes we don't want to listen to the Word of God because we can see the water in front of us and can't trust that He can keep us afloat. 
Sometimes God is calling us out to step out in faith, but instead of trusting Him, we think that's not possible. Like healing, that's not possible. The doctor said, I've only got this much time to live. Like, I just got made redundant at work. I can't get another job right now. That's not possible. Who believes that we believe in an impossible God? A God who can do all things abundantly. A God who can change a situation and circumstance just by saying, come. So let me encourage you. I know the Spirit's speaking to people right now. They've got decisions in their life. Whether you're at home and you're thinking, this is for me. The Spirit is speaking, saying, remember this word I spoke to you? I love that we sung, sung that song. Saying in every season, He keeps repeating His promises to me. God has promised many people things here. He's repeating that to us. We just need to, be, need to be at a place where we can clear the junk out of our life so we can hear from Him. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, we're going to pray right now. And I want to pray for some people who, who are Christians but have just lost the art of hearing. You know, the Bible talks about repentance and how it's a... It's a biblical and theological, uh, almost a discipline. And repentance is simply this. It's looking at our life and where we are and realising that it's not aligned to how God wants it to be. You know, it's not a shameful thing. It's not something that's riddled with guilt. It's simply saying, Lord, I've missed the mark and I need to come back because I know that you've got a higher purpose for me. We all need repentance daily. I need repentance we all do. So if you're a Christian and if you're coming back to God today saying, Father, your voice has not been number one on my list. I just want you to open your palms wherever you are. If you're at home, open your palms up. You can put them on your laps. Just be ready to receive because God wants to give you His voice. He's speaking constantly. Father, we just pray for everyone who's willing to hear your voice today. Jesus, we thank you for the helper that you sent who's clarifying the words that God is speaking over us. And Father, as we leave this place, the words that we've committed to mind, I pray that they collide with the Spirit who is whispering over and over again, drawing us closer to You. And still praying, if, you're, if you've never met Jesus, if you don't know what this whole relationship with Him is about, let me encourage you, like we read in John, whoever, whoever is of God knows the words of God. God wants to know you. He wants to speak to you. The Bible says that we were created to live in a constant relationship with God. It says that God walked with Adam in the Garden of Eden, speaking to him daily. And sin entered the world. And because of that, we had a block between us and God. But John 3.16, For God so loved the world, He sent His Son Jesus to die for us so we can have a right relationship with Him. He's restored it. There's no block between us and God except for us now. So with no one looking around, if that's you and you need to either give your life back to Christ right now or make Him your your, your Lord and Saviour for the very first time, with no one looking around, if you're at home, no one looking around, I want you to put your hand up right now just as an act of faith, as an act of declaration saying, Jesus, You are my Saviour. And you can pop it straight back down and we'll pray. Come on, church, let's pray together. Father, I thank You that You love us so much that You sent Your Son to die for me. I turn away from my past and I look to the future where I can spend eternity with You. 
Amen.